Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Straight up with no chaser. You're in the sports bar with Danger and Battaglia on the sports leader. 95.7 FM and AM 950 The Fan. Rochester. All right, let's go to the land of 10,000 lakes. Beautiful this time of year, by the way, Gino. There are many times where I miss being in the state of Minnesota in the summertime. Thor enjoying his summer, I'm sure, but also with his eyes set on what were just a few short weeks away from college football, the start of NFL training camps. Thor Nystrom, NFL draft analyst, college football analyst, the betting pros and fantasy pros, one of our favorites, joining us now. In the sports bar, tell me you have your toes in a lake somewhere, Thor, while you're doing all the work that you're doing here, getting ready for a new season. We've been to the lake a couple times this summer for sure, and the weather is beautiful here. I'm wearing sandals and gym shorts right now, which of course you can't do when it flips to the other side of the calendar, so we're, we're enjoying it. Yeah, Thor, I'm just kind of relaxing last night. I'm like, okay, let me start this uh, series. Everybody's been talking about quarterback. And I thought of you and every other Viking fan that is just kind of like in this mediocre middle ground where you're good enough to make the playoffs, but are you really good enough to make a deep run? And I just wanted to get your thoughts here because, my gosh, it seems like they're making Kirk Cousins this sympathetic figure. Yeah, they they sure are. Uh, yeah, Kirk was, was sort of the star of it. I, I know Mahomes is supposed to be like the the lead guy, but I I think Kirk's parts are the most interesting. Maybe maybe I'm a little biased on that, but yeah, you, you get you definitely get more of an insight into him. And some of the stuff that frustrates you on the outside looking in, you got a little bit better idea of you know as far as like his personality goes and, and stuff like that. I I think he acquits himself pretty well on there. So whoever convinced him to do that show, uh, thumbs up for that person. Thor Nystrom, our guest here in the sports bar with Danger and Battaglia. So Thor, we'll see how this all plays out, which covered the course of last season, going into this season and not knowing where he's going to play next year. what, What do you think that trajectory is for Cousins? Yeah, I mean, I sort of think this is last season in Minnesota. Uh, Cousins wanted to sign the extension, and Kwesi and crew did not want to offer him one. I, I think that was a pretty clear sign that, you know, obviously they want to keep their options open, but but I think they're telegraphing, especially with this sort of quasi-rebuild that they're doing on the fly, uh, competitive rebuild, however they wanted to brand it. I, I think this team is trying to get a little bit younger, and Kwesi, an analytics guy from Wall Street, course and everything like that he knows that the court the rookie quarterback getting him on the rookie contract he knows that's the biggest cheat code in the nfl i i think you're going to see the vikings take a first round quarterback next year yeah that would certainly uh be kind of the 
pattern here, I guess. Uh, Thor Nystrom, our guest here, uh, fantasy pros, betting pros, and I think it's uh, a good day, Thor, to kind of dip our toe here into the college football landscape, and we love SEC football. Everybody does. Um, boy, if I can go back in time, you know, like going back to 2019, nobody heard of Joe Burrow. He wins the Heisman. This is a conference that is so loaded with talent so you know aside from the chalk teams your your georgias your your alabamas in this deep deep conference thor what value do you have betting wise if we're going to look at the futures right now as far as teams that could step up in the sec i got a couple um and in part it's because one of those chalk teams you're mentioning i think is going to be a little bit down i i don't think alabama is going to be the alabama that we've seen the last four or five years question at quarterback questions on the skills their offensive line wasn't great last year, and the defense is probably going to be worse after you lose Will Anderson and Brian Branch. And they have new coordinators as well. They, they've had sort of a rotating thing with the coaches. But that, that sort of opens some things up for teams behind them and opens up the potential of an upset. Um, one of the teams that I like that, that maybe previously you would have put closer to that first group but was just awful last year is Texas A&M. They, they went 5-7 and seven last year. Their win total is 7.5 in Vegas. I'm pretty confident they're getting over that. My, my system had, I think, 8.7 wins on them, which that would just flip the script back to, you know, the years before last season when they, they had a lot of injuries and it was a really young roster. They had the injuries both to the quarterbacks and then Devin Achein, who's now with the Dolphins. But now they, they, they all the young guys, they, they've had some of these historic recruiting classes these past couple of years. Now they're all second, third year there. And then they, they bring in Bobby Petrino as the offensive coordinator. Uh, Bobby Petrino, maybe not the best human being, but he's one of the best play callers in the sport. Offensive success just follows him wherever he goes. So I like I think they're going to turn that around. And then they had a run defense problem last year, but that was because they were playing a bunch of freshman defensive linemen who are now in their second year, and all those kids were stud recruits. So they, they'd be one I'd toss out. I think another sleeper one in the in the SEC is Kentucky. People are a little bit lower on them. I, I think a, a part of that was last year, some of the – the struggles they had with Levis and they had uh, injuries on the offensive line, different stuff like that. I actually think they might have upgraded their backfield by swapping out Levis and Chris Rodriguez, who was a draft pick of the commanders, for Devin Leary and Ray Davis. I think Ray Davis is certainly better than Rodriguez is, and Leary is definitely going to be better than Levis was last year. So, like, you look at that, and then the, their defense is always salty. So that's another team that I expect to go over their win total. I, I think Kentucky was like six and a half. And I see them more like seven and a half, eight. So th- those would be the two I point to. Thor, last year at this time, I remember thinking about Alabama, looking at their roster, and just saying, "Man, they sh- they should go undefeated. They they should be uncontested." And look, uh, a couple of close games, a couple of close losses, knocks them out of out of championship contention. But they still had that really really talented roster. What went wrong with Alabama last year, and how do you think the tide hold up going into this SEC season? Well, so they had brought in these portal-wide receivers, and they didn't really pan out. Like, Jermaine Burton wasn't as good as we thought he'd be. Uh, Tyler Harrell, the speedster, they brought him from Louisville. He didn't play at all. And then some of the youngsters they were expecting to step up, they seemed to get into the doghouse. Like, Ja'Cory Brooks, we thought he was going to be like a standout last year, and he could barely get on the field for the first part of the season. They had a really weird year with those wide re- with that wide receiver core. And that's in part why I was so impressed that Bryce Young took another step forward even though balls were clanging off those guys' hands, they were running the wrong routes, et cetera. Um, and then, you know, of course, the offensive line, like I mentioned as well, you did have Jameer Gibbs and, and Bryce Young, but some of these other positions, they were just down over what they've traditionally been at Alabama. 
and now you lose those studs. You lose Bryce Young. You lose Jameer Gibbs. You lose those couple stud defenders, et cetera. And, and now you're looking at this team that has to rely on Tyler Buckner, who Notre Dame couldn't wait to wave goodbye to. Mm. The, Alabama goes and signs him probably because they had brought in the offensive coordinator from Notre Dame, Tommy Reese. But the other big thing was the two quarterbacks that Alabama had coming back, they both stunk in the spring. So Alabama basically had a gun to their head to sign a veteran quarterback to compete with them. And Reese knew Buckner, so that made it an easy thing. But we haven't seen Buckner be good yet in his college career. Some people will just say, like, oh, it's because he's been injured. But even when he's been on the field, he hasn't been good. So to me, he's a durability question who has not proven anything. That's bad news for Alabama, especially, again, because their skill positions are no longer standouts. Yeah, we're talking to Thornton Nystrom, fantasy pros, betting pros, as, uh, gosh, another team that we'll be keeping an eye on uh, in the SEC, LSU. The Tigers get the standalone game on Labor Day weekend in terms of national television. Taking on Florida State on the Sunday night game, uh, Labor Day weekend. Thor, where are we at here, year two of the Brian Kelly era at LSU? They're, they're, they're coming along. I, in fact, I like LSU a little bit more than I like Alabama this year. I, I think if you just, just go up and down the rosters, LSU has the better roster this year. So I like that, you know, another problem for Alabama there. But with LSU, you have so many different guys coming back, you know, led by the quarterback in Daniels. They plugged their running back hole by taking this kid, Logan Diggs, from Notre Dame, another kid, guy that Notre Dame lost. And in that situation, it was just because their running back room was so loaded. But then uh, LSU also has a superstar on defense in Harold Perkins, who's just a nightmare for quarterbacks. And then they did a really good job in the portal. The only really guys that they lost on offense, it was Boutte and then Jure Jenkins. Both those guys were mediocre last year. Boutte didn't even want to be there. The, the thing that started with last year's LSU-Florida State game, you guys will recall, which was a wild game. Um, this year, both those teams are really good. Like, they're both in my top ten. Um, and, and so, like, I, I expect that to be just a fabulous game. And what, what a marquee way to kick off week one. We haven't yet talked about the team that won it all last year. Tell us about what to expect out of the Bulldogs in Georgia this year, Thor. Yeah, it's it's weird because you, you look at all the, the million draft picks they've lost the last couple of years and stuff like that, and you're like, they have to take a step back. But they actually really don't. Like, the only position that they have a quote-unquote question at, it's quarterback, and that's because we haven't seen those kids. Carson Beck, it looks like he's the guy that's taken over for Stetson Bennett. Georgia's another team that could have gone out and gotten a veteran quarterback, but they believe in in that kid, in that Beck kid. And then they, they got this other uh, high-end recruit they got from a couple classes ago, this Vandergriff kid behind him. So one of those two kids is going to have to be good for them to win a title again. But, I mean, again, Kirby Smart had the option to go out and sign a, a guy in the portal, and he's done that before at the quarterback position. He elected not to do it. He sort of earned the benefit of the doubt at this point, and Georgia has one of the best offensive lines, one of the best defensive lines in college football. The rest of the defense is nasty. The receiving core is good. They have the two stud tight ends still, even with Darnell uh, Washington leaving. You have Brock Bowers, and you have Oscar Delp, who's coming up. Um, and the running back room is loaded, too. So, yeah, I mean, they are the, the favorite to win the title again in three-piece. It, it, one of the programs that's kind of – and actually, they're in the news today, Tennessee. So the story is this, for folks who haven't heard, Tennessee today fined more than $8 million by the NCAA for various infractions. This goes back to Pruitt as the head coach. It's believed to be the highest fine ever. So a couple th- – and also 28 scholarships are, are, are lopped off, which I don't know. What does that even mean in the NIL kind of era here? You can get around that, I suppose. But uh, – and, and gosh, I'm wondering – Thor, 
more like at what point do these you know power five or more accurately big 10 sec programs say you know what let's what do we need the ncaa for but i digress tennessee here (laughs) has a program that's kind of middled along here and hasn't been up to par the last few years what's their outlook this year yeah, they look okay. And my, and my first thoughts on that, that Pruitt story is I, I hope Tennessee drops that 10 mil off in McDonald's bags like Pruitt used to give to his recruits. <laughs> I also think the fine should be doubled that Jeremy Pruitt couldn't win with those recruits he was cheating yeah. to get. You, you know, there should be like a little escalator on that. Um, but as far as this year's Tennessee team, pretty solid. I, I don't know if they'll be quite as dangerous as last year, but I, I would say probably only like a mini half step back. A lot of that's going to come down to Joe Milton. Uh, Joe Milton, you know, a kid who's got all the talent in the world. Um, he might have the strongest arm on planet Earth right now. When you're just talking about throwing a football, it's it's not just that he has the strongest arm in college football. I think he could probably outthrow anyone in the NFL just talking distance. He just has an absolute bazooka, um, and he's more athletic than people think too. He does backflips like in the pregame warmup, different stuff like that. But his problem's always been reading the field and then making a couple YOLO decisions per game. And so, like, if Tennessee has to put up with him turning the ball over once or twice per game, that, that's where the equation could start to flip for them and some of these firefights they're going to get into. But last year they had a really bad pass defense. It was the other thing they – well, really the only thing they, they really struggled with last year. And they shored that up a little bit with some transfers. So I think their defense is going to be a little bit better overall. The question just comes down to can Milton be, you know, 95% of what they got from Hendon Hooker just in a little bit of a different package. If he can be – then they, they can be as you know more or less as dangerous as they were last year, but that that's the big question with them. Thor Nystrom's an NFL draft analyst, a college football analyst for betting pros and fantasy pros. And Thor, while we have you, fantasy pros, we can talk a little fantasy football yeah. with you, can we not, Thor? Absolutely. All right. So here's the 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 team that for whatever reason is in my head as I'm heading into to draft season here for fantasy football because I'm I'm curious to get your thoughts on a, a player who I know is being kind of undervalued in mock drafts right now but the last time we saw him play a full NFL season he led the league in passing yards do we expect Deshaun Watson to return to form what do we think about the Cleveland offense in fantasy drafts I don't know if I could say like back to his his peak Houston days because between the the layoff and then of course what what you seen last year and stuff like that like I, I just don't know if you can get back after missing a year of of football it, you know it's interesting that used to be sort of a death knell as far as the NFL draft prospect or process goes like when a kid had missed the year before um, you remember Maurice Claret and Mike Williams tried to jump into the draft and then they hadn't played in a year and different stuff like that. Um, there's been a little bit less, uh, you know, of that recently because uh, of the COVID season. There were some guys that didn't play, and they, they've turned out to be just fine. Jamar Chase, different guys like that. But like when you're at that elevated age that that Watson now is is sort of entering, um, I'm just not sure about that, and, and we just haven't seen it in Cleveland yet. But I, I'd probably put him. You know, he, he's going to be certainly better than he was last year. But like, you know, you probably put him as what, like fantasy quarterback twelve or like something like that. I don't know if I could go too much higher. Yeah, we, we've got a lot of stories that still have to play out here in terms of where they would fall. And, you know, a couple of them, Thor, the running back position, like when it comes to Saquon Barkley, when does he get into camp? When does Josh Jacobs get into camp? Also, what happens with Dalvin Cook here? Like, what would be his value in terms of, okay, if he lands on this team, I love it. Uh, like, your thoughts on Cook and the running back position in some of these unsettled situations? 
Yeah, well, Cook, we're we're all rooting for him to go to the Dolphins, anyone that plays in fantasy, because I, I think that's the best situation for him. Um, of course, your neck of the woods, it's also been discussed, him, uh, uh, you know, uniting with his brother there in the in the Buffalo backfield. Maybe that one wouldn't be quite as good for his fantasy prospects, but, you know, maybe okay. And then there's also, I've heard some whispers around town here that the Vikings are still actively checking in with him. It sounds like Delvin's, of course, not happy that he got released. And so he's basically, I, I think there was a report by uh, Boomer Esiason or something like that that said that, that the Vikings had the highest offer on the table right now for Delvin, but that Delvin was using that, you know, with other teams to try to get them to bid him up a little mm. bit more. But, yeah, like, I, I got Delvin really late in the, in the Scott Fishbowl draft. I did, I, I did the live Minneapolis draft last weekend, and no one wanted to touch Delvin Cook with a 10-foot pole. So I got him in, like, round, you know, eight or nine or something. Um, at that point, it was just like you throw your hands up. You're like, okay, because he's, you know, he's like RB like 30 or something like that. But, yeah, um, it is going to depend on the landing spot. I think the Dolphins would be the best for his fantasy prospects. So how did uh, how did managers in that uh, draft that you were in in Minneapolis deal with Saquon Barkley? Did they wait? Did, do they proceed with confidence thinking, oh, he's going to – he's definitely going to play this year? How how do you deal with a Jacobs or a Saquon where there's their uncertainty right now if you're entering a fantasy football draft? Um, with me, it's, it's, you're just seeing if you can get them at a discount, you know, can he fall into your price point or whatever? And some of these leagues, yeah, the, all the owners are going to be skittish about a, a certain guy or, you know, in, in the instance of Saquon, maybe that kicks him out of the first round, uh, cause the other owners are skittish and then you can be in a position to get him on a value. Certainly wouldn't buy him at, at cost if, if there wasn't the question surrounding him. But like, if you can get him on, on a little bit of a mini discount, maybe hop the other guys in the league for him. That, that's sort of how I, I view those guys. But, yeah, I mean, Saquon, if he's playing, he's a top five back. Yeah, certainly the rookies. I know Robinson, number one rookie, he'll help some team. But at the quarterback position, I am fascinated how Anthony Richardson, how his skills are going to translate here in the NFL. And seemingly, like, the Colts are saying, hey, kid, r- get out there. So, like, I don't care if he throws, uh, you know, 25 interceptions. Throw, I think he's going to throw a lot. I think he's going to run a lot. But how will that help a fantasy team? Your thoughts on Anthony Richardson and the Colts? Well, yeah, I mean, no matter how bad he is at passing, he's going to help your fantasy team because of those rushing stats. Like, you know, you you look at the the rushing quarterback, you know, the like the elite ones that we've we've had over the last twenty years or so. There's only a couple names you can put with them in that metric. It'd be Lamar Jackson, Michael Vick, and he's a different one than those guys because he brings the load. He's basically a more athletic Josh Allen, just in terms of that, right? Like, you have to fix his passing. Although some people would say you had to do that with Josh Allen too, and of course that that worked. But it does seem like the Colts are going to throw him in early. That's what Jim Irsay said. Um, some of the coaches have said that. Like, they, they want him out there right away. They haven't named him the week one starter yet. I, I don't think you could do that to old Gardner Minshew. You want to at least have the, the quote-unquote competition. But, yeah, we're going to see him early. And, you know, to the people out there that are like, well, Anthony Richardson wasn't that great last year in the SEC. He's not going to be a good starting quarterback in the NFL next year. No, but I think that's part of the plan. If you're the Indianapolis Colts, you know you're not winning a Super Bowl next year. You know you're not winning your division next year. Toss out Anthony Richardson. Go 4-13. and 13, Put yourself in a position to draft Marvin Harrison Jr., mm. the legacy kid. Br- bring the, bring the, the son of the legend back to Indianapolis. Hook him up with Anthony Richardson. The, the Colts don't want to have a good record this coming season. So you're going to see Anthony Richardson early and often, I think. Thor, amazing as always. Let us know a little bit more about the work you're doing at Fantasy Pros, Betting Pros, and what we can catch up on here before we get into training camp. 
Yeah, so we just started up our, our win total series where I go through all 133 teams in the FBS. I, I have a system that spits out a, a win projection for each team, compare that to the Vegas number, and then I, I give my bet on it, do it, do a little write-up on every team. So you can check that out on Betting Pros, and then you can find me at ThorKU on Twitter. Thor, appreciate it. Enjoy uh, some of these summer weekends while we still have them, and we're certainly going to be taking in a lot of your you know, content as we uh, get closer to f- college football and fantasy season. Really appreciate the time today. Thanks so much, boys. I always love talking to you. You got it. There he is, Thor Nystrom, one of our favorites. He uh, covers the NFL draft, covers college football for betting pros and fantasy pros, joining us from the land of 10,000 lakes. Okay, doesn't that whet your appetite there? And Mike Danger, I know there are some people that love the chalk. Yes, Alabama football. Wouldn't that make the SEC so much of a better place if Alabama was just down a half step and it opened the door for some other program? Well, sure. I mean, is is the AFC East more or less exciting when the New England Patriots are winning it every single season, right? Of course, you want to see those those heritage, consistent dynasty programs take a punch in the face and, and come down to earth a little bit from time to time. It would be fun. But I'm worried that it's not Alabama that you should be talking about, that rather it's Georgia is like the perennial team that now in the SEC is, I mean, like they are oh, I, that, and have been legit. To me, that's a given. It's also a given that the SEC is so good that like it, it, something would really have to go wrong not to have two teams in the playoffs. I don't want to root against anybody, but I have such a hard time rooting for... It's a great night to be a Tiger. I'm here with my family. I mean, I, I hear what Thor is saying. And the moment he got announced as their head coach, I'm like, oh God, they're going to be good. They're going to be a contender in the SEC. He's going to turn them into a contender, and I hate it. Because he's such a fraud. It's a great night to be a Tiger. I'm here with my family. Oh, God. LSU. They're going to roll Florida State. LSU. Right? Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. All right. We got some takes on tap next in the sports bar. It's time for I'll Drink to That. Happy hour right around the corner here at 5 o'clock. And we got Joe Marino from the Locked on Bills podcast joining us here in just under an hour as well. Stay in the sports bar. Danger and Bataglia on the fan, Rochester. Odyssey has sports for every fan. Keep up with your favorite teams from across the country and get the inside scoop from experts. A-U-D-A-C-Y. Odyssey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 